in again, OUAZ Spirit fans. My name is Seth Askelson, and thank you for joining us again for yet another edition of the Founders Podcast. This time, OUAZ women's soccer head coach, Skelly Keller. Skelly, how are you today? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing well. It's been kind of a crazy time, I'm sure. Uh, luckily for you and your team, your season wasn't cut short. You got to play all the way through. Uh, one of the few sports that were able to do that. But how are you and your family doing um, in this time? Really, it's been pretty much eight weeks of real uncertainty since all of this has gone down. Oh, we're just, we're having a good time. We're, uh, you know, like the, it's everything we tell, you know, all our, all our kids that we coach and everything like that, you know, control what you can control. And we just, uh, we're just hanging out, getting, to, enjoying family time, getting to know each other a little bit better getting on each other's nerves a lot too so it's uh, it's always a good time well it's a part of uh being a team too right sometimes you you enjoy the times and sometimes get on each other's nerves but it's exactly right i think you make an interesting point like you said you know you're telling your athletes this is kind of the same situation do you know control what you can control don't worry about what you can't do you think that some of the, you know, these are young athletes right a lot of these um whether they be male or female athletes are between the ages of 18 to 22 to 24 most times do you think that kind of seeing that control what you can control aspect in real life instead of just a sports environment can help them not only grow as athletes but as people in the future oh yeah oh yeah for sure I mean it's one of the one of the life lessons you can learn through sport you know like you're not always going to like your coaches you're not always going to like your teammates you're not always going to agree with the referee's decision but you know life goes on and you have to figure out ways to to move on with the times and you have to make the best and make the most of the time that's given to you you know and so you know we just want to really encourage uh you know specifically like i guess with my team the girls uh, the young women to make sure that you know like we uh, you know we had a we had a, a zoom call today and we were talking about um, we actually had a guest speaker and he was basically kind of saying like the same thing, you know, like, no, no, which like, don't, don't let this time right now go to waste. You know, like it sucks. Like it's not fun being stuck inside all the time, but don't let this time go to waste. And so like, you know, we've really been encouraging the girls to get out and run, you know, use this time. Don't just sit at your house. Don't sleep all day. You know, we've just been trying to give uh, a, a sense of normalcy and uh kind of a just a sense of you know we're trying to keep them together we're trying to make sure that they're working hard they're smiling um you know we have a meeting every week um we've been doing some fitness we've just been trying to encourage each other and so uh you know we've actually included the the, the freshmen the incoming freshmen for next year and so it's been a, a really good opportunity for them to get uh kind of included into the group and so they're having a, i think they're having a blast with it as well how important is it when you can't do things like on-campus visits, have these incoming freshmen, you know, come to a practice maybe on a Friday or a Saturday? How important is it to get them involved in this time where it's really critical to make sure your team starts to gel for next year? Um, I mean, on the recruit, I mean, I feel like that's like four questions in one. Um, on the recruiting side of things, like, I mean, it's, it's definitely put a uh, – um, it's made things uh, challenging. You know, like because you're not able to go on campus, um, you know, it's you know, it's harder to, to get kids to to be brave and to come out. But also, like, you know, we want to abide by whatever rules that are set. And, uh, you know, and so like you have to get creative with it. So we have the virtual tours. We're talking to kids all the time. Um, you know, we're emailing, texting. You know, we're just trying to do different things. We've had a we've had a um, 
you know, a couple of FaceTime tours. We walk around on FaceTime. Um, and so, you know, we're just doing whatever we can. We're just trying to get creative with it and make sure that, you know, we're bringing in the right kids and we're trying to make sure that we, we keep the existing group that we have. We, I mean, obviously we lost an NCCAA national championship last year. And so, you know, the majority of the group comes back. And so we really like the group. Um, but obviously like, you know, the group that, that graduated out, um, you know, they were a fantastic group and, and they're going to be tough to replace, but we've got to do our best. And, uh, I really like the group that's coming in so far, but we're still, you know, we're still looking for a couple more pieces. So, I mean, I feel like the recruiting never ends. And so um, COVID has definitely made things challenging on that end. Those incoming freshmen that you already have the commits from and, you know, really get a good feel that they're going to be a part of this program. How important is it to get them involved right now to, you know, get to know some of the more experienced players and, and, really get that team bond feeling already before you even hit first practice once uh, everything opens back up. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think it's, I think it's huge, you know, like the, the more that they can get to know each other, especially in a time right now where everything's kind of crazy, but really it's like, it's not really that crazy because like they're not doing anything, you know, they're finishing up school. They're sitting at their house. They go for runs, right. It's a pretty predictable day. And so we've really just been trying to challenge them to get outside of that a little bit. And like, you know, FaceTime a new teammate or call a new teammate or text it, you know, just do something out of the norm and, and like have a conversation, you know, um, what, in whatever medium they want to use, you know. And so like we've really been trying to get them to just get outside of themselves a little bit and, and just get to know a teammate. And so we really challenge them with that, like just one teammate a day. And so just pick a new teammate every single day. And, and the girls, uh, the feedback that I've gotten so far has been they, they've really enjoyed it. So, um, you know, as far as like, you know, it's always important to get the freshmen into, you know, the culture, you know, because it really is a, it's a step. The, the game is a step faster at the college level, no matter what. Um, and so, you know, one of the things that we like that, that, that the incoming girls are already seeing is how good the running times are for our returning girls. And so they're like the, the incoming girls times as far as running has really improved and has gone up. And so has gotten a lot better. And so like, I'm really excited going into this next year. I think it'll be a really good year. Now, every time I talk to you, uh, I think I, I really get a good understanding of you always mention there's a difference between coaching men and women. Oh, yeah. what, are, what are some of those differences? And I, I kind of see them from the outside, right, when I hear about the different activities that you do and the different team bonding things. But what are those big differences that maybe some coaches might not know in coaching young women and coaching young men? Um, I mean, I, I, in my opinion, I think with guys, when you're coaching men or guys, you have to kind of break them in order to gain their respect. You have to be bigger, better, and better. Girls, like, it's all about relationships. And don't get me wrong, it's about relationships on the guy's side, but you kind of have to prove that you're better before the relationship comes. Um, but, like, with girls, they don't care how good of a soccer – how good or bad of a soccer player I was in the past. What they care about is do I care about them outside of the game. And so when they understand that, that you care about them outside of the game and that you want their success um, more, than, more than the soccer success – then I think that's really when the soccer success comes is because they, they're more willing to run through a brick wall for you at that point. And so um, in my opinion, I think it's all about relationships. So we spend a lot of time um, doing team bonding activities, going different places, you know, like when we're on a trip, we don't just go to the hotel room. One of the biggest complaints I get from the girls is that we actually 
try to do too much when we go travel. Like, you know, sometimes they need some time to study and I'm like, no, let's go to the beach. So, um, <laughs> but anyways, we just try to have fun and we just try to get them to, to enjoy the, the time that they have, um, you know, because the season feels like it's forever. But in all reality, it's like, it's very, it's a blip in the year. So like once the season's over, you're like, where did it go? What happened? And so we just want the girls to take advantage of every opportunity that they're given. What has been your favorite team bonding activity in the first three years? Oh, man. Um, I would have to say, oh, man, it was probably, I mean, we have three, we only have, we have three years worth of it. But the two things that kind of stick out the, was year two. Um, you know, we went up to UCYC in Prescott and we did a, like a ropes course. And then we did uh, like, they, they did a climbing wall and has zip line. And then they did this big giant swing. And the big giant swing was like definitely memorable because specifically Keatley was like <laughs> deathly afraid of heights. And so anyways, the girls got her up there and she was screaming and she was like crying and stuff. But like, but it was really cool to see like, the girls like really embrace her and uh basically like it was kind of like hey welcome to the fold so and like a lot of the girls are scared too but i mean it was a way of them conquering their fear um the second one and this was probably my favorite is like this last year when we went up to sedona and we just went cliff jumping and everybody on the team did it and it was awesome like it was a really really cool experience um you know so um, we got to hike we got to just enjoy each other like you're out in the beautiful wilderness and you're you know we're just having fun and, and the girls just said we're gonna do this and it was it was awesome you know even like so for example i'm gonna throw cypress under the bus a little bit but uh cypress can't swim and stuff and and so anyways like a couple of the girls jumped down in the water and they were like cypress jump we'll we'll save you and stuff and so cypress like okay and she jumped and the girl saved her and like it was awesome you know but like it just shows like just the trust that that the group has in each other and it was it was just a really really cool experience it seems at least from those two activities that you really encourage your girls and, and your players to be fearless. And I think I've heard you say that a few times this last season, you know, don't play scared, you know, be brave. What does that mean when it comes to being a soccer player, especially at the college level? I mean, there's, there's so many different examples of, you know, uh, of being brave. Like, you know, sometimes it, it means like it could be just holding a teammate accountable you know, saying, Hey, come on, let's go. Like we got this. Um, it could be getting heading a ball, you know, heading a punt when a ball is coming down from 50 yards above your head, like who, you know, not everybody's going to want to head it, but you got to be brave and it's part of the game and you've got to learn how to, how to, how to kind of do it. And you have to be brave and head the ball. It could be getting into a challenge, you know, like there could be a really big, your, your opponent could be really, really big and be really strong or, or whatever it is, and you have to be willing to stand your ground and you have to be brave and get into the challenge. Um, you know, like, I think there's a lot of different examples of being brave, but like, it's one of the, it's, I think it's becoming one of our staples that we kind of talk about. It's like, you know, like we want these, uh, these young women to be brave and we want them to go on in life and be brave. We want them to stand up for what they believe in and we want them to, to understand like what, what is right and what is wrong. And we want them to be brave going throughout life. So I think it's, I think it's a, huge, a huge piece of what we do. Now, a big piece of this Founders Series has been how recruiting has gotten, in some sense, easier throughout the first three years. You mentioned that COVID has hurt recruiting. It made it a little more difficult, should I say. 
but I'm sure having a dirt parking lot used for spring training three years ago was a little more difficult. And uh, the infamous uh, parking garage story is well known across OUAZ. Uh, your men's, your male counterpart, uh, Matt Gow of men's soccer, had mentioned how everybody was sitting in offices, uh, cafeteria style in Founders Hall. What is it like for you to see from day one when you got here to what OUAZ is now with Spirit Field, Faith Arena, the Odell Center? What has that transformation and that build like been for you in your eyes? I mean, it's, it's nothing short of incredible. Um, to be honest, like, I mean, we, the, when you, when you, at the very beginning, if you didn't see the vision, like it was, it was very, very difficult to, to recruit to, you had to see like what was going to happen. And you had to believe and have a lot of faith that like the school was gonna, was gonna follow through with what we were saying. You know, we were, we were told, Hey, here's, here's the goal and here's the plans and, and stuff. And at the end of the day, like, you know, we, we could say it all we wanted to, and we needed the school to back us up, and they did an amazing job of, of doing that. I mean, we had the field at the end of our first year, um, you know, after playing on a couple of, like, just random places, um, like CCV right down the road. They did it. They were amazing and, uh, um, and very, very hospitable to us. Um, but, uh, but when you got up to the top of that parking garage and you looked out and you saw the blue flag and the red flag, and the purple flag and the green flag, and you were like, Hey, see that purple flag out there. That's where, um, that's where your, uh, you know, your, your athletic center is going to go. That green flag is where your field's going to be. Um, you know, it was, it was an incredible, like you, you just looked out there and you were just like, what the heck is going on right now? Um, and so anyways, it just took a lot of faith. And so now you look out there and you see the dorms and you see the field and you see the athletic center and you see the student union and you, you know, you see founders hall. And like, I mean, all of a sudden we have like some facilities and, and not only that, but I mean, like just the, just the, the plans that, that I'm, that you kind of hear, like here are the ideas going forward, you know, like we're not done. Um, you know, we still have more land to build on it. So it's, it's a really, really exciting thing. Um, I feel like it's still like a half painted portrait, you know? And so you're kind of like, where are we going to go from here? What are we going to do? So it's a really, really exciting thing right now. Well, if it's a half painted portrait, then it's definitely the, the most beautiful half painted portrait I've ever seen. And yeah, uh, for the girls that you've recruited uh, that have been here since day one, or even in, in year two, when things were still somewhat uh, dirt, dirt lots, what was it like for them when you got to, show them around the facilities, the fully built locker rooms, the fully built weight room. What was that like when you got to, those girls who bought in from day one, you got to show them what they truly bought into? I mean, it was, it was a really, really cool, I think, experience. Like we, you know, at training at the, I forget how we did it, but I think at like the end of training, we said, hey, don't go anywhere and stuff. And we were like, all right, here we go, follow us. And so we got to take them through the locker room. And it was kind of, it was like right before we had actually opened it up and we just had a chance to like kind of walk around and, uh, you know, and, and Josh filmed it. And uh, like, it was kind of like a, like a surreal moment, you know, like they, they could see the building, you know, like we train on the field at 6 a.m. every day and you could see the, the building going up behind the stands and stuff. And they were like, and they were like, hey, what's, what's this? What's that? And and so to be able to finally walk through it and to be able to, to show them, it was just a really, really cool moment, you know, and we have, 
Um, two girls, Miranda and Kee, that have been here f like literally since day one. Sid's still around. Um, she took a semester off, but uh, but she's back. And and so like I guess that kind of makes three that have been here since day one. Um, and so it's a real like for them. I mean, it's it's a really cool thing to you know, when I, when I took the girls up to the top of the parking garage, I said, Hey, this is where everything's going to go. And obviously some of the plans have changed a little bit, but for the most part, everything was, was the same. But, um, I was, it was really cool to be able to look them in the eye and say, Hey, look, this all happened. Like it, it came to fruition. And so like, it's a, it was really, really cool to see their faces and like they were, you could see the excitement on their face and, and they, they, you know, since they've been here since day one, they, like, it was just, it was just really, really cool to be able to, to, to see like, Hey, we, you could see that they were thinking like, Hey, we've been here since day one, we've helped build this thing. And it was just a really cool experience. Now, if you talk to anybody that works at OUAZ or has even played there, I think there's a lot of talk of OUAZ being a family, whether that be uh, within teams, within coworkers, uh, for you, family is uh, pretty literal at OUAZ or wife, the assistant athletic director yep. uh, at OUAZ. What is it like to have, not only that family aspect of, you know, your wife being there and, and you know, you two being able to, to chase your passions and chase your dreams together at the same university, but to also build really strong bonds with your players, those around the university and, and those that are even office next door neighbors. Yeah, I mean, it's everything that, that, we build, that we try to build our program off of this family. You know, we want you to come in and you're going to be part of immediate, in an immediate family just straight away. Um, you know, but like the fact that I get to work with my wife, she's like right down the hall. Um, there's like just the perfect amount of distance where we're not on top of each other all the time. But, uh, but you know, like it's, it's really cool to be able to go to, to, to walk down the hall and say, hi, it's really cool to be able to go to lunch. Um, you know, and so she's very, very supportive. She's at all of our games. Like, you know, both of my boys are there all the time too. And that's one of my favorite, honestly, one of my favorite memories is when those boys, come running up to me after a game, whether we win or lose, like they don't care. And so like, they just give me a big hug and like, I give them a big hug back and like, it's, it's a really cool, really cool thing. Um, you know, next is, you know, like I've known Brian, my assistant coach since I was like eight years old. And so like, we've worked together before, but we've played together for a long time. We have a very similar, um, mindset towards the game. We have a very similar mindset, um, as far as like just players and like the way that we want to build the culture and the way we want to build the program. And so, you know, he's, he's an assistant coach, but I would say like, he's more like we work together a lot in this, you know, and then I get the other cool thing that you forgot to mention is I work, I, my dad's on staff. And so like, it's really cool always getting to work with him and he comes out and he loves on the, you know, like loves working with the girls and loves being around and like, he does an awesome job. And then, you know, like, I just think our staff are all together, like with Keatley and Abe, like they, everybody brings just something different and everybody brings some like excitement. Um, you know, and so I think everybody does an amazing job of, of, you know, helping just build something that's bigger than themselves. And like, it's everything that we try to build is, you know, like it's about being selfless and about like getting yourself outside of your comfort zone and about, about, uh, you know, making it more than, than, than you. Um, you know, and then, you know, like, you know, coming from Kansas, we had several coaches that came from um, the school previously in Kansas. And, uh, you know, like, that's where, that's where I came from. And so we had relationships there, you know, previously. And so like, it's been really cool to just grow that, um, you know, and then getting to know, you know, new coaches, um, you know, like, I think there's something like, like, 
20 kids under the age of 11 inside of the staff itself. And so like, it's, it's a really, really cool environment. Um, you know, like just getting to watch my boys hang out with, you know, like Matt's boys, you know, or, or, uh, I'm just trying to think of all the different little kids that are around and stuff, you know, like you have the Keelys, you have the Hepkers, you have the Gals, you have, um, the Steels, you know, there's just a ton of kids that are running around and, and it's a, it's just, it's just a lot of fun. It's a great environment, like the culture and the, it just in the, among the coaching staff is, is incredible. You know, like, even if you go down to, you know, like, even if you go down to coach Nesbitt's office, he's, his door is always open and he's always willing to talk. And he's, you know, like there's just, it's, it's like that all, all across the board. And so like, you know, nobody is too big time or anything like that. You know, we understand that we're all in this together and, and uh, you know, we're always bouncing ideas off of each other. Like, so it's, it's just a really, really great environment to be in. Yeah. You mentioned the children around the office. It definitely seems that at the end of any event, I see uh, plenty of kids running around and, um, I know they're not mine, but I uh, got to make sure they at least end up with some sort of parent on the way home. So, um, who knows, who knows, that might be 20 of the newest OUAZ athletes within the next, uh, 10 to 20 years. So, uh, just exactly right. building a mini team there, but, um, you mentioned mid America Nazarene, the school that you came from, that your wife came from as well. Um, of course, a lot of the other coaches came as well, but for you and, and for Brittany, why the move to OUAZ? Why leave something that is a little more established, a little more stable, maybe had, um, in terms of an entire program, a little more accomplishment to something that's brand new and was very uncertain at the, the time of the move? Um, well, first of all, like, I mean, I loved my time in a menu. Like, it was absolutely incredible. Britt and I, um, you know, we got married. Um, we got married during our time there. It wasn't actually in Kansas, but, but we got married while we were, while we were there. Um, we grew a lot together. And so like, it was a very, very special time. We, we developed some very, very special relationships there, um, you know, and got to kind of rebuild a program. And it was, uh, it was an amazing experience. I, I learned a lot. Um, and it was a very, very difficult decision to, to leave. But at the end of the day, like I'm from Phoenix. And so is, you know, and then Britt is from Albuquerque. And so like, it was one of those things where, you know, we got to kind of go home. And so like, it, that was a, that was a big thing. Like my parents live on the other side of town. Uh, her parents live in Albuquerque, which is easy drive, you know? And so um, we were going home, but then this, but then the next thing was, is like how many times in life you get to start something from scratch that nobody else has had the opportunity or like had the chance to touch, you know, like I, I can't blame anything on the previous coach before me, you know, because <laughs> it's me. And so it, you know, I got to build a brand new women's soccer program and like, it was an incredible experience. I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade anything for it. You know, it's definitely had its challenges. It's had its ups and downs. Um, but it, but it's been amazing. And, I, and on the side where on, on Brit's side of things, like she, you know, got to build an athlete, help build an athletics department. You know, it wasn't, it was, it, mine is like this, like kind of like minute little piece of things. And like, as opposed to like, she got to help build an entire department. Um, and so like, you know, it was just a perfect fit for, I think, both of us. And, uh, and we've both learned and, and grown and been challenged and, you know, and just been pushed while we've been here. And so, like, it's been an incredible experience. When you talk about building your own program from scratch, it's uh, not hard to see how successful you've been in your first three years. Three trips to the NCCAA playoffs uh, made the championship game this year. 
How big has it been for your program, whether it be recruiting or even just morale, to go out and show, hey, we found a lot of tangible success in the first three years and, you know, nearly winning a championship this season? Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's a testament to, you know, like when we when we first started, you know, like I think it was, you know, like there was a lot of uh, Matt Gow and I were talking about this the other day. We were just talking about like just how competitive all the coaches were with each other. Like when we first started, it was like, who's going to get the first kid and who's going to be the first one to get, you know, like a starting lineup or, you know, who's going to be the first one to hit, you know, 20 or whatever. And so anyways, like, you know, that first year we, we really did work very, very hard. Like we were on the phones. I probably talked to a thousand kids. Um, you know, it's, and it's also a testament to, you know, like, um, you know, Matt Smith was a part of our, our staff at that point. He did an amazing job of helping bring kids in. Brian obviously was there. He did an amazing job of helping bring kids in. Um, you know, our, our goal was to get to 20 and we ended up getting to 30. And like, it was one of those weird things where once we got to 11 kids and we could say we had a team, like just recruiting exploded. It was one of the strangest things I've ever seen in my life. But, uh, you know, like, you know, that first year it was kind of like, Hey, we didn't really know what we were going to get. I think we started the season with like eight center backs. And so like, we really weren't that picky. Um, as far as like some of the, you know, like we knew, we knew they were good players and stuff, but we didn't know how they were going to fit. And so everybody just did a really good job of kind of coming together and figuring a way to make things happen and make things work. Um, and so, you know, we had some really solid leadership and, um, you know, it wasn't always, it wasn't always pretty, but sometimes it was just effective. You know, we, we won our very first game one zero and we got outshot like 35 to one. I don't know how we won, but it was the very first win in OUAZ history. So like, you know, it's something that, you know, we're, we were excited about. It was fun. Um, but, uh, but like after that first season, you know, like our goal was just to basically get, you know, do what we could to get to the postseason, And we were, we were fortunate enough to do that. Um, and I think that, you know, it kind of, it definitely led into the recruiting. We were able to say, Hey, we went to a national tournament in our first year. Um, and you know, like the next year we went to a de facto semifinal and then the next year we, we lose in a final on a, on a PK and, uh, it, you know, it, it's a game of soccer. It's just, it's fun to see things grow and it's fun to see where we can go. You know, our next goal is to get to the NAI national tournament. You know, that's our next goal. And it's, it's, it's definitely going to be a challenge. So when you take a look on just this year, um, pretty successful, 15 wins overall. Um, but I think if you look through it, uh, just kind of at the schedule, lots of ups and downs in terms of streaks. Um, half of your team was either freshmen or new incomers. What was that like for you to not only navigate uh, a lot of success early on and, and some hardships in conference play, but to also integrate pretty much half your new roster and and get those girls ready to play to where eventually, like you said, you lose um, on a penalty kick in the championship game. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's funny that you asked me this question because I literally just gave a, I did a zoom presentation on player management today, but uh, you know, like it was, it was one of those things where, like you said, at the very beginning of the year, we talked, I've been talking to the returners about, Hey, this, this group that's coming in is a really, really good group. And so like, like they're going to push you, they're going to challenge you. Right they're going to try to win your spot. But at the end of the day, like you need to be a good teammate and you need to be a good person and you need to put their, your arm around them, right? You need to fight for your spot. You need to, to, to give everything that you have. Um, and, and I think the returners did that. You know, they helped build an, an incredible culture, you know, a very competitive culture. They helped build a place that, 
um, is it's a, it's a safe place to be, you know, it's a very fun place to be. Um, and so, you know, like at the end of the day, like I think our returners did an amazing job of, of, of just incorporating the new kids into it. Um, obviously the, the newer, the newer kids didn't have some of the experience that was kind of necessary. You know, when you run into some of the teams that we played, they were very, very good. Um, you know, and you know, like we kind of got, like, for example, we kind of got beat up by Westmont, but the second game we played them in the conference semifinals, like it was a much closer game and we actually had two own goals in the game, you know? So like, it kind of like, you know, it kind of gave us a little bit of belief, um, and so like it was it was you know you could just see the you could see the growth in the young and the young kids you know and going into this next year you know they're no longer young you know they have the experience you know i think a lot of them played a lot of minutes and and i'm excited to see where they go you know and the and the question is is how are they going to um how are they going to put their arm around the the new incoming kids that are coming in this year you know because we have another very very solid class that we're excited about um coming in and you know i think it's going to be the, the real question is, is how can we stay healthy, you know, but can we also figure out a way to just come together and, and love on each other and push each other and challenge each other um, as iron sharpens iron, you know, we gotta, we have to make each other better. Um, so that's, that's the goal, you know, and we're already, we're already working on that right now. So for next fall, um, you know, you look back on this season, record number of wins, a goal away from a championship, you now have A plus facilities, uh, competed close against um, a lot of quality opponents in and out of conference. What is the next step and what does a successful year look like for you? Um, once we, I mean, obviously we'll talk again before the end of the 2020 season, but when, you know, you and I meet back up in December, 2020, what is a successful year going to look like to you? Um, I think, you know, being able to finish, in the top four in the conference again would be, I think it's very, very like we can do it. If we could win the conference, either the conference, the regular season or like the conference tournament, that would be a huge step forward for the program. Um, but if we're unable to do that, we need to get ourselves in the, in the best possible spots in order to go to the NAI national tournament. I think that's ultimately where we want to get to. Um, and so like, if you can kind of, if you can win the regular season or win the tournament, you, you know, if you win the tournament, you're going no matter what, but if you can win the regular season, you put yourself in a really good spot in order to go. Um, the GSAC is one of the toughest conferences in the nation. I mean, it's a very, very good conference top to bottom. There's no easy games. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's a very, very, uh, it's a very, it's very doable, but at the same time, like you have to take care of business. Like, if you take anybody lightly, like they they can beat you. And so I think, going to the national tournament would be the ultimate um, going to the NAI national tournament would be like kind of the ultimate goal. Um, and so like, that's, that's kind of what we're looking at. That's where we, that's where we want to go. And like, if we can get there, we want to win a game, you know, like, because you don't want to just get there and say like, we've arrived, we haven't arrived, you know, we have to take that next step. And so it's uh, it's, I think that's kind of like where we're, where we're, where we're going and where we want to, where we're talking. And, and uh, that's kind of like the, the roadmap that we're trying to take. Now you mentioned your team's one nothing win over Arizona Christian on the road, no less, in 2017 was the first ever win in OUAZ history. Um, and then your team in 2019 set yet another OUAZ first, the first team to host a postseason game of any kind um, in terms of conference play. Yep. And that was against uh, oh. Hope International uh, as the four seed. What was that like? to be the first team to host conference-wise 
at home in the athletics department's history? Oh man. I mean, it, it was, it was awesome. You know, like, I mean, it, it it's definitely a, a really cool thing to be able to say. Um, at the end of the day, like I, the game itself was absolutely just like this chaotic roller coaster. We played hope two times and we won the first one five, four in overtime. And we were never winning until we scored the winning goal. Um, the second time, I think there was like five lead changes. We won four, three, and it was, and we scored with like two minutes left in the game. And it was just like one of the craziest games I've been a part of. And like, I, I went and told their coach afterwards, I was like, I, I can't handle this anymore. Um, you know, like it, it, he was like, he was all in agreement. Like it, they, us and hope just, it was like a, it was like one of the craziest barn burner seasons we've ever had. Um, you know, so, but anyways, like just to be able to host and to be able to play that in that game, it was really, really cool. Um, you know, anytime you make it to a postseason, it's, it's just a, the, it's like the icing on the cake, you know, it's just something that that's really cool. And you get to, you get to keep playing, you know? And so like, that's, that's the fun part. Your season keeps going a little bit. Well, that first game against Hope International, the 5-4 one, that was, uh, when Sarah nailed that, Sarah Nafuku, that has nailed that goal from about 50 yards out. So uh, yep, wasn't contention. Yep. Wasn't contention for play of the year uh, in the NAIA. Lost to uh, what some would say is a controversial play. 100 points in a game. But is that a play? That's the question, right? I think that's the million dollar question. Is 100 points a play or is that a moment? Yeah. I mean, scoring 100 points in a game is it's pretty, it's pretty, not many people get to do that in their life. So but yeah. Sarah scored an absolute incredible banger. And I mean, that the fact that she was there, I mean, it's just testament to how cool that goal was. You know, she pulled another one out like that at the national tournament against Campbellsville. Um, so, I mean, like she, she kept scoring just quality goals for us all year. And like, it was just, it was really cool to see like just who, you know, the question wasn't like um, throughout the year, it was really like, who's going to, who's going to be the next one to, to step up and score goals, you know, like, you know, Cass has – Cass Calzaretta has five goals going into the national tournament and scores five goals in the national tournament. So, I mean, it was kind of like, all right, who's who's up next? And so, like, you know, we have this – like, just – just you could see the drive in the kids. You know, like, even when we played Westmont, you know, we never – in that in that semifinal game, like, we never quit. We kept going. We kept defending. You know, we were playing as a team. You know, and – soccer doesn't always go the way that you want it to go but I mean you could see a lot of growth in that game and like I think playing against Westmont um you know specifically Westmont and Hope before it really set us up for the NCCAA national tournament and we went into that tournament and we were like hey we can do this and you know we came just a step short but um but it was it was an it was an awesome ride it was uh it was an incredible year it's it's one I'm going to look back on you know, from years from now and, and kind of wish, Hey, I wish we would have gotten it, but at the same time, it was really, really cool. All right, Skelly. Well, we really appreciate your time and uh, we look forward to next year that we're hopefully is on the horizon and uh, looking forward to get you on some uh, more content coming up on yeah, UAZ. I'm all, I'm all yours anytime, man. Thank you for having me on. Yep. Thanks, Skelly. I hope I was as good as, as Keely and Hap. I promise you were. <laughs> Thanks. All right. See you guys.